I am Johnny Massacre and welcome to the Johnny Massacre Show. This is the Saturday Night Massacre. On tonight's show, Joe Rogan and part inventor of the mRNA technology found in Pfizer vaccines, among other vaccines, murder the COVID narrative on the Joe Rogan Show. Who's fucking with me? Give me a hell yeah! So I'm re-recording this episode. I recorded it earlier. Maybe you saw it and released it. And it was a rambling mess. And I think that tells you a lot about how excited I was about this episode. So I'm not going to paraphrase everything that happened in this show, but I just want to give an ad lib about how I feel about it. Maybe you're here because you feel a certain way about it and you wanted to see what someone else thought. So the, the podcast, first of all, really validates Dr. Malone. There's been a lot of questions about him. There's been a lot of spin in the mainstream media about how credible he is and stuff. And after watching this, that motherfucker's really credible. He re- he re- he's incredibly credible. He has done so much shit. I mean, he's filed patents for hydroxychloroquine's use against Zika, that fucking disease in mosquitoes. And he's had a hand in so many developments and he's involved in so much academia and science. It is mind bending. And it was good to hear unfiltered from the horse's mouth what this guy's about. And it's good to hear a neutral interviewer like Joe Rogan question him. It's so great to be able to hear from the experts without any spin from CNN or even people on the right, Fox News, whatever, just straight from the horse's mouth. Joe Rogan the horse's mouth is very appropriate when we talk about Joe Rogan uh, because he uses that dirty horse deworm as you know Joe Rogan was so neutral he just asked a shitload of questions and Joe Rogan said on the podcast that he's a controversial guest and the only way to find out if controversial opinions are correct is by asking them questions and that's exactly what he did he didn't exactly give Dr. Malone an easy ride but Joe Rogan's job was made easy because this guy is so honest and so believable Joe Rogan was just guiding him it's like I I believe someone told me when a ship gets stuck on a sand dune you don't try to pull it out or try to carry the boat you actually just push from behind that's what she said and just guide the boat out the the boat uses its motor and its own momentum and you just simply guide it away from trouble and I think that's a good metaphor for how Joe Rogan dealt with this interview instead of trying to carry it or get involved too much he just let Malone go and he was just behind like slowly guiding him asking questions and Malone just 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 ran away with it absolutely smashed it they talked about all the subjects I really wanted to know that it's hard to find out about because when you go online there's those of fact checkers and stuff obfuscating the information they talked about Pradesh in India that place where they use mectin and they talked about the efficacy of mectin Malone was quite simply saying there are these huge funds coming from the owners of Pfizer some of whom include companies called BlackRock I believe and these funds go through Big Pharma the government Big Tech and the mainstream media so it's almost as if they're all in cahoots together and that's why you're seeing this global pattern of the same response to coronavirus one of the really shocking things in this was how he claimed that the governments around the world and not least America are not 
supporting preventative treatments or preemptive treatment against coronavirus. Once you've got it, and if you're in trouble, having a vaccine isn't going to save you. So that's why they encourage you to get vaccinated so you don't get it. However, there is preventative treatments such as monoclonal antibodies. And I think that's becoming well known to be really effective. And there's other things like <coughs> hermectin. And the government simply have never pushed that or supported that at any point. They demand total dedication to the sacred vaccines. And if Malone is right in that claim, that means the government are responsible for, I don't know, half a million deaths. In the words of Dr. Malone, this is not my opinion, YouTube sensors uh, or manual reviewers if you're watching this this is not my opinion this is simply what Dr. Malone said he echoes the sentiment of Peter McCullough who also was on Joe Rogan talking about this very thing also a leading scientist in the field of um, medicine and that's a shocking claim and Malone went further and said that the reason these antiviral preventative measures are not being given out in the case of hemectin <coughs> and also the, the other treatment known as monoclonal antibodies and other preventative treatments is just for political reasons because if they do release these preventative measures and if COVID is alleviated to the point where we can go back to normal, politicians can't exploit this for their political ends anymore such as lockdowns and centralizing the government into all businesses i don't know other things you can throw into the pot mail-in ballots and not least all the money that comes from pushing the vaccines so these are wild wild claims and if this is true that the government is suppressing preventative treatment at the expense of people's lives in order to push more lucrative vaccines that is fucking nuts. Joe Rogan was freaking out. He said, this is Jesus fucking Christ. This is crazy. So that was epic. Dr. Malone is, is ultra intelligent. The way he formulates his sentences, his syntax, his the ebb and flow of his communication is fucking incredible. My main talent is words, especially written words. When I speak, I find it more difficult to articulate what I want to say. However, in my brain, I can see words so clearly and I have a mastery of the English language. So I really appreciate it when someone has that ability, but they're able to vocalize it. Unlike me, mainly just being able to do such a thing in written form. And I'm telling you, Dr. Malone is one eloquent motherfucker. The way he constructs his sentences is just awesome. And another thing I like about the way he speaks is it's lacking in emotion. It's just, it's scientific. He says a bunch of facts in a, in a way that's extremely easy to understand, even though the facts he's talking about are in extremely complex fields. And that is the sign of true intelligence. And after watching this interview, it makes all the spin and articles from all these woke journalists who don't know shit about shit look ridiculous and makes Malone look even better. At the end of the interview, the last 30, 40 minutes, that's when it really picks up the pace. That's when it gets fucking interesting. And they talk about something that transcends the vaccines, which is our freedoms and human rights and they're quite simply saying how the the vaccine is like some kind of trojan horse containing this the hidden enemy which is censorship surveillance and giant government control all of those three um, malevolent things are kind of brought about under the thin veil of coronavirus and they go into that in depth and that is fascinating and the best thing about it is they offer solutions and this moved me to tears they talk about how to get back to normal. And I did actually write some notes on this and I'm going to flick down just to jog my memory because it was so incredibly powerful. 
that everyone has to see this and I really hope they, they clip the fuck out of this. I really do. Uh, actually, before we get to that, <laughs> their solution, building up the solution, they talk about something fascinating called, I think it's called mass formation psychosis. And mass formation psychosis, I believe, was uh, created by a Belgian <clears throat> statistician. And maybe he's a psychiatrist or he works in medicine as well. His name is Dr. Matthias, Matthias Desmet. And apparently this guy explains why so many people are following what the government says, even though a lot of the data makes no sense whatsoever. And mass formation psychosis is kind of like what happened in Nazi Germany in the 1930s, where a whole mass of people start acting in a, in a psychotic way. You should really look this guy up, Matthias Desmet. They talk about him in depth in the podcast, and this was absolutely fascinating to me. The question on the podcast is, how can one third of the population be hypnotized and totally wrapped up in what Ferengi, Fauci, and CNN feed them and tell them is true? And yes, like I said, this happened in 1930s Germany, highly intelligent population who went completely mad. Mass formation psychosis. It's when a society that has become decoupled from each other and has free-floating anxiety and a sense that things don't make sense, they can't understand things, their attention gets focused by a leader or a series of events on one small point, just like hypnosis, where they literally become hypnotized and can be led anywhere by that leader who promises to save them and help them. One of the aspects, and I'm quoting now from Dr. Malone, one of the aspects of that phenomena is the people... Um, the sheep, uh, to use a cruel metaphor, identify as their leaders, typically come in and um, the, the leaders come in and say, I and I alone can solve your problems and pain. And then they follow that person through hell. It doesn't matter whether that person lies to them. It doesn't matter whether Hitler lies to them. It doesn't matter whether Stalin lies to them. It doesn't matter whether you know Mao lies to them. It doesn't matter whether Biden lies to them or Ferengi Fauci lies to them. It doesn't matter about the data. The data is irrelevant. They'll follow that person until the end. And furthermore, anyone who questions that narrative is then immediately attacked. They are the other. And that's apparently what mass formation psychosis is. And they talk about that in the podcast. And I thought, wow, that really makes sense. Why I'm looking around me at everyone. It seems like they're in a psychosis. And I'm almost feeling guilty for feeling that way. Because I don't want to be arrogant. Oh, everyone's crazy but me. But that's kind of what it feels like. And they explain why this is going on and then they explain how to get out of it so they say that Matthias the guy who formulated this theory of mass formation psychosis says people need to realize we have global totalitarianism by realizing that global totalitarianism and COVID policy and governments around the world right now are a bigger threat than the virus itself. And once they realize that, it can create a separation psychologically in this fusion, this hypnosis. And then it gets onto the, the part I really wanted to talk about, which is the part that transcends vaccines and about the real malaise, which is giant government centralization and people becoming fragmented and 
and anxious and lost because of social media and government policy relating to COVID. Malone says, the real problem is we're a sick society and we need to heal ourselves. He said, one of the things we have to do is come together, like the Beatles told you. We have to recreate our social bonds. We have to buy into integrity, the importance of human dignity and the importance of community. That's how we get out of this. And that made me wonder about all the unvaccinated who are who are banned from society in certain countries. How can they recreate their social bonds when they're being ostracized? We're really in deep shit right now. And it seems like we're just getting started, unfortunately. Malone said we're in a world where press is incentivized to push a storyline who are controlled by the same large funds that Pfizer is and so is big tech and then Malone started despairing a bit and saying I don't know how we get out of it either but he says we have to start by finding common ground and that to me was was really really powerful and I, I agree with it honestly I go out a lot recently and Often when I meet people, they say the same things. Why are people so judgmental? The people right now who are going out and partying and clubbing and stuff with, with coronavirus still around, and it always will be, lest I remind you, are the ones who seem to feel that way. They have come to appreciate human contacts and other people. And, in order, and because of that, they can uh, make allowances for difference of opinion. Whereas before, everything was cushy and they had nothing to worry about. So perhaps... They didn't have that humility. Now, after these two tough years, people are willing to make a few allowances and and just be kinder to people. And I'm seeing that when I go outside, people on the right and the left. I, I tell people I quite like Donald Trump, which I know is controversial, especially to liberals. And a lot of them just don't even really care these days when I say it. And that's really encouraging. It, it shows you people are trying to look beyond the politics and and maybe get together a bit. And that's exactly how we're going to fix this, according to Malone and Rogan. And I've got to say, I agree with it. I really do. And that's a beautiful part of the podcast. If you're going to listen to any part of it, it's basically the last 30, 40 minutes. They completely smash it. So this guy was censored by Twitter. The guy who knows everything about vaccines was censored by the people who know nothing about vaccines. That's just, I mean, insert your choice of demoralizing vocabulary there. And I think that's pretty much it. Malone made a really good point. He said, remember a few years ago when you felt sorry for Chinese people because their internet was filtered and they weren't allowed free speech and their government told them what to think? Now... Here we are, meaning America is pretty much in the same phase. And Malone said something very poignant. He said, and the next thing that we all feel sorry about in China is the social credit system. So if we felt sorry for China before because of their lack of free speech and their censored internet, that actually came to America. And so what's the next logical thing that will come to America? The next thing we feel sorry for China about, which is social credit score. So there's a warning here. And he knocked on the table and he said, wake up. And Rogan said, wake up. He said, this is coming. I'm not even going to be gaslighted anymore. I feel when I say totalitarianism coming and whatnot, certain people think I'm crazy. But it really is. You you can't say things online. You cannot question the narrative. In this podcast, they talk about um, something called the NIT. 
which is the body that checks for misinformation and disinformation. And I, it's called the uh, the TNI, sorry, Trusted News Initiative. And it's run by the BBC. It's a cartel of woke companies, including Soiters, I mean Reuters and Facebook. And they, they're supposed to find disinformation and misinformation. And they dictate what it is. And then that stuff is censored online. And they obviously are in cahoots with the CDC, WHO and NIH. Because if you criticize any of those health regulatory bodies or, or go contrast to their narrative, go go contrary to their narrative, you will be banned on social media. And that basically means if the CDC say the world is flat, according to Malone, to use uh, an obvious analogy, then you have to say the world is flat. Otherwise, you're going to get banned. And that is the kind of culture that has that is here now. You You can't question the WHO. If I question them on YouTube, I will get banned. So that is totalitarianism. Just one point of view. And if you go against it, you're banned. If you give that power to anyone, it's going to be abused. And that is way worse than any virus. Honestly, I'd rather be dead than live in a world like that. I'd rather live in a world with coronavirus, which has an infinitesimally small chance of killing me without totalitarianism than live in a world of totalitarianism without a virus. And even if I, you do end up in some totalitarian world because of all of this, the virus is not going to go away anyways. That's the irony in my point of view is that they're saying you need all these rules for your own good and your own safety because it's going to save you. But it's actually not going to save you because you look at case rates and stuff. They're fucking exploding even with the vaccines. So all of these things were discussed towards the end of the episode. And I loved it. I, I loved every second of it. And Rogan and Malone were saying we have to stop demonizing each other because it's as if while we're fighting, we're distracted and then the powers just go along with their agenda. And people need to realize that and people need to come together. And I think we need to look past our differences. We need to stop fighting. We need to stop being radicalized by social media and the mainstream media and the news and all kinds of stuff like that. So yeah, there you go. Um, An interesting thing is there is going to be a rally in DC, Massacre Friends. So it's gonna be between the Washington Monument and Lincoln Memorial on January the 23rd. And it's called Defeat the Mandates, an American Homecoming Rally. You can find information on this on www.defeatthemandatesdc.com. And it's not about anti-vaccines, it's about anti-mandates. Malone says his hope is to bring people together, people from every walk of life, every party, every religion, every ethnic background, Democrat, Republican, vaccinated, unvaccinated. The thing we can agree on is personal liberty and right of people to make their own choice. The rally is to resist mandates of the vaccines, regardless if you believe in it. Malone hopes you believe in the integrity and freedom of your fellow man and woman to make their own bodily choices (coughs) and this coincides with something called worldwide rally for freedom which is also taking place in australia europe uk and us maybe in japan but i won't hold my breath i will check and dr dr malone asks you to join us and our object our objective is to end the vaccine mandates no vaccine passports no vaccination for healthy children no to censorship no to limits on reasonable debate This censorship and propaganda we are bombarded with must end. We believe in power. And I'm not going to say that because I might get banned. And that just proves everything we've just said about totalitarianism in the West. 
under the thin veil of public safety. So please head on over to defeatthemandatesdc.com to find out what that's all about. And if you're in DC, please make sure to go to that if you feel up to it. I agree with it all. I have a friend, he works in the music industry and he has a polar opposite political opinion to me. However, he doesn't know about my political opinion. He posts on Twitter his admiration for Greta Thunberg and people like that that I just cannot stand. And he loves um, a lot of the woke talking points. But I don't talk about it when I'm with him and we talk about music and stuff. And I spoke to him today on New Year's Day it was a moving conversation. We talked about our problems and our hopes for the future. And it was like a brotherly love. And I just thought, if when I met you, I had asked who you voted for and you knew about my stance regarding vaccines, maybe you wouldn't have been friends with me. I would have been friends with you, but maybe you wouldn't have been friends with me. And I thought, we are so poisoned by ideology. In that moment when I talked to him today, that was the real me, that was the real him. And then as soon as the tribal ideology rears its head, then suddenly we don't like each other. It's awful that we've come to that. We're tribal creatures. We, that's how we thrive as communal animals. We form into tribes and it does have its benefits. But at the same time, we're so easily susceptible to this propaganda. Propaganda of a like we have never seen before due to the immense power of big brother tech. So I just want to end on that note that I hope we can do what Malone and Rogan said, kind of establish those bonds again, come together as a community, stop fighting, stop being so tribal, try to be more understanding with one another, stop dehumanizing people and demonizing people and stop being so easily misled by social media and big tech. And I think if we do that, things are going to get better. If you're just joining us, I'm Johnny Masker, and we are discussing the epic Joe Rogan and Dr. Malone podcast. But if you've been watching from the beginning, stop your grinning and drop your linen, donate some cash, and let's keep winning. Streamlines.com forward slash Johnny Masker. The more you donate, the more these videos are going to get. We made about $963 last month. Thank you very much. Target is reset to $1,000. If I can make 1000 it will just about be enough for me to scrape by hand to mouth and give you these videos Monday to Friday. Also, look out for my cheeky live streams on Thursday evening in america i've been joining mask and i tell you what mate you better be back for the next episode otherwise i'll be coming around your house please make sure to like and subscribe and hit that notification bell because that is what all those other cunts tell you to do happy new year